Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, The Preacher and His Preaching. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon your church and you pour out your Holy Spirit upon the preacher you have sent and enable him, O Lord, to preach the word, preach the gospel, preach the good news of great salvation, the word that raises people from the dead, the word that heals people, the word that gives them hope and peace and forgiveness and justification. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me ask you, how do you know a preacher is sent by God? How do you know? He preaches the word of God. You go to any church and that's the test and see whether the preacher preaches the word of God with all clarity and conviction and confidence and boldness. Because he believes in the principle sola scriptura, the scripture alone. If he is not preaching the scripture, that Preacher is not sent by God and that church is not church of Jesus Christ. It is a synagogue of Satan. That's how you find out. That's a test. If the preacher makes you comfortable, it means he hasn't preached the gospel. Go to a church where the preacher doesn't make you too comfortable. Where the preacher is sent... And he preaches the word. So in this text, we learned five steps of salvation. A kind of ordo salutis. The preacher is sent by God. He preaches the word. Third, people hears the word. Totally focused on it. People sitting at the edge of the seat and listening. Undistracted. Because they want to understand what God is speaking to the churches. Number four, they believe the word. Number five, what is it, sir? They call upon the name of the Lord and they are saved. I don't have time to go back to what I already preached. Therefore, we go directly to step number three. Hear the word preached. So chapter 10 of Romans verse 14 How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? It should be this way. 
And how can they believe in the one, in the one whom they have not heard? In the one whom they have not heard. Friends, a preacher must be sent and he must preach the word. No, he doesn't preach what you want to hear. He preaches what God wants him to preach to you. But that's not enough. People must hear the word. Because when the preacher preaches, Christ himself is preaching. Whom they have not heard. Therefore, you need to focus. Turn off all distractions. The gospel is being preached. Which gives diagnosis of your problem. Prescription for your problem. And medicine for your problem. The gospel is the prescription and medicine for salvation. Be disciplined when you come to church. You are hearing to understand, to believe, to call upon the name of the Lord. How can they believe on whom they did not hear? Or verse 17 Hearing through the word of Christ. Which means Christ is the speaker and Christ is the content of what he speaks. What are sinners to hear? They hear Christ himself. They hear the word of Christ. Or verse 8 of chapter 10. The word of faith which we preach. Is the word of Christ. And you hear Christ himself. In the gospel. I declare to you. Jesus saves sinners. He has made. Atonement. He is the high priest and he is the victim and everyone who believes in him and call upon him. Your sins are forgiven you. Go in peace. And you read that in Leviticus. The priest has made atonement. Therefore your sins are forgiven you. Hearing sir, the word to hear. In its verbal and noun form appears six times in this passage. Verse 14, two times. Verse 16, one time. Verse 17, two times. Verse 18, one time. Therefore, you must understand there is emphasis on your responsibility of hearing. But the man sent my God is preaching. If you want to daydream, do it at UC Davis, not here. You see, if you daydream at UC Davis, nothing terrible is going to happen. <laughs> you will not go to hell. Here, if you don't, you go to hell. Because a lifeline is thrown to you in the gospel that you may not drown. 
but be saved. Isaiah preached to his people, but they only heard with their outer physical ears. But they did not hear with inner spiritual ears. So the question is, who has believed our report? And what's the answer? We read 1 Corinthians 10.5 this morning. With the most of them God was not pleased. That's the history of Israel. And it is also the history of the church. So we read. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? It's not accepted. The text in the Greek says, but not all the Israelites obeyed, obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Now, did you understand what I just said? Believing is obedience. And obedience. Where there is belief, there is obedience. Where there is obedience, there is faith. So Jesus said about the Jews of his day, though hearing they do not hear or understand. Then he quotes Isaiah, you'll be ever hearing 35 years. 35 years. 57 years going to the church. Ever hearing, never understood. Still wondering whether scripture is the word of God. Still wondering about it. Though hearing they do not hear or understand, then he quotes Isaiah, you will be ever hearing but never understanding, lest they turn and what sir, I would heal them. God desires to heal you. Then he said to his disciples, Blessed are your ears because they do hear. Friends, in the context of preaching of the gospel by the preacher sent by God, the Holy Spirit regenerates elect sinners that they hear with spiritual ears and understand the gospel. If you don't understand the gospel, God hasn't regenerated you and you are irresponsible. In the preaching of the gospel, they experience a spiritual circumcision of the heart by the spirit of God. So Paul says, but God has revealed to us by the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Friends, a sinner must be born again of the Spirit. He must have a new heart to hear and understand the gospel. That's a precondition for repentance and saving faith. So Jesus, the head of the church, speaks in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, seven times. This is what he said to every church. He who has an ear, let him, what sir, 
hear what the spirit is speaking to the churches. Christ is speaking to the church. Spirit is speaking to the church. In the preaching of the preacher, Christ is speaking. The spirit of God is speaking. Friends, in a church there are dead people and alive people. When the preacher preaches the gospel by the power of the Holy Spirit, I said the spirit effectually calls to life the dead. They are raised to life by the voice of Christ himself even as he raised Lazarus from the dead when he said, Lazarus, come forth. The father powerfully draws the dead sinners. I will draw them. The Christ draws them. If I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. That's an irresistible drawing. The Holy Spirit draws them. So they come to Christ. Now made alive. They come to Christ. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent to me draw him. The blind sees, the deaf hears, the dead are raised by the voice of God by which also he created the universe. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send. The voice of Christ voice of the spirit through the voice of the preacher is sent with a purpose either to make you alive or to condemn you in your deadness 2 Corinthians 2 but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him for we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing same gospel preached by God's preacher to the one we are the smell of death to the other the fragrance of life and then the question who is sufficient to such a task unlike so many we do not peddle the word of God for profit on the contrary in Christ we speak with sincerity like men sent from God let me ask you the question do you hear Christ when you hear the preacher Has his voice made you alive? Did the voice of the Lord quicken you, edify you, strengthen you, 
comfort you. Let me read this to you. Ephesians 2.14 For he himself is our peace. And then Ephesians 2.17 He, that is Jesus Christ, came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. What does that mean? In the preaching of the preacher, you hear the voice of Christ. Peace to you. Listen to John 10 verse 3 through 5. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leaves them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize stranger's voice. That's why when you go to a church where the preacher doesn't preach the gospel you immediately realize he's a stranger. And you run from that place like they ran from the tent of Korah. Run for your life. I said there are people in the church. Some are dead, deaf, blind. Perhaps you have heard the story of William Pitt the Younger who was a very brilliant statesman and twice prime minister of Great Britain in the 18th century. He had a friend, William Wilberforce, who was a member of parliament and a crusader against slavery. Now Wilberforce was a Christian who delighted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he often invited his friend, Mr. Pitt, To come with him to hear the preaching. Mr. Pitt was nominal. A nominal Christian who did not think it necessary to go to church. But one day he finally agreed to go with Mr. Wilberforce. To hear the great and godly preacher Richard Cecil. So Pitt and Wilberforce attended a meeting together. And both listened to the great gospel preaching of Mr. Cecil. As Wilberforce listened, he was ravished in his soul. He was taken from earth to the heavenlies. But although Pitt exercised great discipline to listen attentively to the sermon, he was completely uncomfortable throughout the service. And as they walked out afterwards, Mr. Pitt told his friend, William, I don't have the slightest idea what that man was talking about. Friends, some hear, others have no spiritual ear to hear what Christ is speaking to the churches. May that not be true of you today. May God draw you powerfully, regenerating you, that you may hear the gospel with great delight 
as though you are invited to eat a great sumptuous feast. And number four, believe the gospel. And so look at verse 14. How then can they call on one they have not believed? Again, the Greek text. Is this how then can they call on the one into whom? Into whom? They have not believed. Into whom? And you find this in the gospel of John. Believe into Jesus. Pistuo ace. Believe into Jesus. Friends, in the gospel preaching, your disease is diagnosed, prescription is given, and medicine is given. But you are not going to be healed until you take medicine in the prescribed manner. The preacher is sent, he preaches the gospel. People's ears are opened by the Spirit and they hear. And so they believe. And they call upon the name of the Lord and they are saved. Saving faith has three components. First is information. Not it here. Second is a census. You agree with the information given to you. And third is fiducia. Means what? You entrust yourself into him. As one hears the gospel, he agrees with it. He says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He lived a sinless life. He died to atone for the sin of the world. He rose from the dead. I believe that he ascended into heaven. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He is the Lord of history. He is the only Savior. He is the coming judge. He sends the wicked to eternal punishment. He is coming again to give the full measure of life eternal to all who believe in him and long for his appearing. Most Jewish people broke the chain of Ordo Salutis, they refused to believe and they refused to call upon the name of the Lord, so they were not saved. The preacher was sent, he preached the word, and they heard. That was the end. They did not believe nor call upon the name of the Lord. The problem with the vast majority of the Jews from the days of Moses was that they broke this chain, these steps of salvation by refusing to believe in the Messiah. And so they refused to call upon God and be saved. Not all obeyed the gospel. Not all believed the gospel. Chapter 10 verse 16. He who believes obeys the Lord Jesus Christ. You see the temptation in the evangelical churches to separate faith from obedience. Here in this text, God has joined together faith and obedience. 
He who believes obeys. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. He who believes in Jesus Christ obeys Jesus Christ. And so we read this. Through him and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience of what's a faith, the obedience of faith. Romans 15 verse 18, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. There it is, the clear, clear meaning of Romans 1 verse 5. What does it mean to call Gentiles unto the obedience of faith? They didn't do what the cripple did in Acts chapter 2 and 3. They didn't believe in Jesus Christ. So St. Peter says about the healed person in Acts 3.16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is the name of Jesus and the faith that comes through him. That has given this complete healing to him. As you can all see sir. Now listen to what St. Stephen says about the Jewish people. And the same can be said about Christian people. Acts 7 verse 51. You stiff necked people. With uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Ghost. May that not be true of you. And St. Paul says when the Jews saw the crowds. Acts 13. They were filled with jealousy and talked abusively against what Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, we had to speak. It was necessary for us to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. Acts 13 verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. In chapter 10, the last verse, but concerning Israel, he says, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contradicting people. My translation. The arms of God are held out to wicked sinners, Jews and Gentiles, and those who call themselves Christians. Having been brought up in a Christian home, look, friends, look, his arms are still open wide. Welcoming, repenting, and believing sinners. Look, sir, the arms of Christ are open wide. And let a little bend. The picture is a father ready to receive you. 
the arms of Christ that touched the leper and healed him. That picked the drowning Peter from the Sea of Galilee to safety. That picked up the children and blessed them. The hands of Christ that was crucified for our sins. The hands that still have the nail prints. The hands that he lifted up and blessed his disciples before his ascension. Those hands, friends, are open wide to receive you, to lift you up, to kiss you and hug you and to speak tenderly to you. Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven thee. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The majority of the Jews Refuse to believe. What about you? And finally, call upon the name of the Lord. That's your responsibility to believe and call upon. To hear, believe and call upon. Your responsibility. You cannot hide behind saying, I'm not elect. How do you know you are not elect? Was there a special revelation to you? Because election is a decree of God that is secret. Call upon the name of the Lord. It's not enough to believe the gospel. It is not enough to agree with everything in the Bible. Our senses. To agree with everything regarding the person and work of Christ. The devil believes and shudder. The Christians don't shudder. They believe theoretically there is no shuddering. No trembling. The devil shudder. But that doesn't save him. Because it is still a census. Simple agreement and not saving faith. To agree with everything regarding the person and work of Christ. It's not good enough. Faith is more than a census. Faith is trust. Faith is denying yourself, taking up the cross and following Christ. Faith is into Jesus Christ. Faith is uniting with Christ. And faith is calling upon the name of the Lord. Faith confesses Jesus Lord, Jesus my Lord. Friends call upon him saying, I am a sinner. I am under the wrath of God. I know I deserve hell. But I believe you are God incarnate. You are all righteousness. I am all unrighteousness. Therefore you are my atonement. And my high priest. You are my savior. You are my Lord. I thank you for speaking to me the gospel. I heard this good news of salvation. I believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me, a sinner. The leper called upon you. You touched him and healed him. The publican called upon you. You justified him. Bartimaeus, the blind man, called upon you. You gave him physical and spiritual sight. 
the dying thief from the cross called upon you and you took him to paradise. The gospel says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I call upon you now. Forgive all my sins. Clothe me with your righteousness. Adopt me as your son. Be my savior and my Lord. I believe in your promise that you will save anyone and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. I believe your truth. I believe you cannot lie. I believe you fulfill every promise you have made. I call upon you now because I learned from the scripture. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Now your arms are wide open to receive me, even me, a miserable sinner. Friend, if you believe and call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Because, as I said, God cannot lie. He has spoken. He has promised. God keeps his promises. He says, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Come unto me and eat. Come unto me and drink. Eat the bread of life. Drink the water of life. That you may never hunger. That you may never ever thirst. If you are disobedient and obstinate. Ask the Jewish people. Then hear these words. It is a dreadful thing. To fall into the hands of the living God. If you are disobedient and obstinate, hear this word, for our God is a consuming fire. If you are disobedient and obstinate, hear these words of Jesus. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Now listen. But you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. If you are disobedient and obstinate, listen to what Jesus said. John 5, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have eternal life. Friends, forget about divine election that you don't know. It is true. There is divine election as we are taught in Romans 9. But Romans 10 is speaking about our responsibility. Saint Peter before his martyrdom. He wrote the second epistle and said make your calling and election sure. 
It is your responsibility to hear, believe, and call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. The preacher has been sent. The preacher has preached the gospel. The gospel which is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. Friends, pray to Christ. He is God and he is Savior. He will save you. Millions, millions have come. There is still room at the cross for you. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, The Preacher and His Preaching. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.